0: All right, well, this is sort of a Thanksgiving message today because I had thought of doing this at Thanksgiving time and then I thought I was going to do it another time that I got bumped. And now my dad called me at about 20 after 6 and said he's not going to make it and he was supposed to speak tonight, so here it is. <laughs> and what I would like to think about is... Paul thanking God for the people that he's writing to. So we will flip quickly through our epistles by Paul, beginning in Romans. And I'll read these passages. Romans 1.8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, because your faith is being proclaimed throughout the whole world. Jump over to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm, excuse me, will also confirm you to the end blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sounds like quite the model church, doesn't it? Corinthians. Ephesians chapter one. Am I going too fast? Flip quick. Exercise your fingers. Ephesians one in verse 15. For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. Philippians chapter one. Notice these are all chapter one. He's, he begins with thankfulness. Philippians one, verse three. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you. Always offering prayer with joy and my every prayer for you all. In view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. Colossians chapter one, verse three. We give thanks to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. First Thessalonians chapter one and verse two. Some interesting patterns here about faith and participation in the gospel and some of these things and what the Lord's doing. Um, First Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 2, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. <clears throat> Verse three, second Thessalonians one three, we ought always to give thanks to God for you brethren as is only fitting because your faith is greatly enlarged and the love of each one of you toward one another grows ever greater. Therefore we ourselves speak proudly of you among the churches of God for your perseverance and faith in the midst of all your persecutions and afflictions which you endure. Now take a look at second Timothy. This is a letter to an individual, not to a church. 2nd Timothy chapter 1. I thank God, Oh, this is verse 3, 2nd Timothy 1, 3. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day, longing to see you even as I recall your tears so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. And Philemon, verse four, Philemon four, I thank my God always making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and of the faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. Faith, love, hope, partnership in the gospel. These are things that he was thanking God for in these folks that he was writing to. But. What I was more thinking of is not so much the specifics of what he was thanking for, although I think that's certainly a worthwhile thing to look at, but I was just striking to me that, uh, we have a pattern that we would, (coughs) we like to say we are a New Testament church and we follow New Testament patterns. Here's a New Testament pattern worth following. When we think of each other, when we pray for each other, when we prepare to teach each other, uh, it's a good thing to think and to pray first with thankfulness to God for each other. Paul had that pattern of praying for and thanking God for the churches before he got into all the other stuff he wanted to, to say to them. And I really think he made a conscious effort in this regard. That I think the reason the reason I say that is the churches that he addressed most bluntly about their sin, he spent the most time expressing thanks to God for them. The longest sections of thanksgiving are in Corinthians and in Thessalonians, where he was very blunt with those folks. Um, now, the exception, of course, is Galatians. Galatians, he didn't thank God at all for uh, There is no thanksgiving there at the beginning of that letter, um, where he would normally express thanksgiving in his letter and the structures of his letter. Uh, instead, he writes in Galatians 1, uh, verses 6 to 9, This would be the section where normally he would be thanking God for them or something about them. Instead of thanking God, he says in Galatians 1, 6, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, (laughs) only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As, as we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, he is to be accursed. In the churches to Galatia, um, churches of Galatia, the issue that Paul was writing to correct was the gospel itself, specifically that our progressive sanctification is by faith, just as our justification is by faith. Um, but it's the gospel itself that he was, um, dealing with here that they were falling away from. So I think we can learn a few things from that by Paul's omission of thanksgiving to the letter to the Galatians. First, that Paul wasn't satisfied with people simply they're going to, eventually they'll be in heaven instead of hell. It was clear that he believed these Galatians were truly saved. Um, he said, for example, in, um Chapter three, that uh, he reminds them that they received the Holy Spirit. In chapter five, he reminds them that Christ has set them free. So these were saved people he was writing to. He wasn't questioning whether they're going to be in heaven or not. What he was upset about is that they were leaving the gospel. Now that they have received the spirit by faith, they're trying to grow by works, by being under the law in some sense. And so... um, that was a very big deal to Paul. And I think it's worth us thinking about that as well, because in the church universal as a whole, there has been a movement where uh, folks think we need to send missionaries out. As soon as we get somebody saved, move on to the next person. Um, well, that's not the way Paul thought. He was very concerned about this church. They were saved. But he was going back and dealing with them very strongly and felt like he'd wasted his time if that's all it was. He says in one place that I do all this in vain if it really wasn't vain. Um, so anyway, that's one thought I think from Galatians, the absence of a Thanksgiving can show us the significance there of the, uh, the gospel. And so a related point is when a church begins to lose the gospel, it's a much bigger issue than even the worst sins such as the corinthians were dealing with right um we don't see paul correcting the galatians for the same kind of sexual sin or disunity that he did with the corinthians we don't see him correcting them about he who will not work neither shall he he doesn't jump on them about any, that kind like he did with the thessalonians um what he's dealing with there is the gospel so when a church starts to lose the gospel that's a much bigger deal than even these other sins Um so as I observe Paul's thankfulness at the beginning of his letters, where he does thank the Lord, um, I think we can learn just it's a valuable thing for relationships. Um in his personal letters to Timothy and Philemon as well, it's valuable for our relationships with each other. If we when we think of each other, our first thoughts tend toward thankfulness, thanking God for each other. And That was striking to me as well. He doesn't thank them. Boy, thanks for your participation in the gospel. Thanks for your, no, he said, I thank God for your participation. I thank God for the love that you have for the saints. I thank God for your faith. Um, So it's God that Paul is thanking right off the bat, not the people that he's writing to. Now I think we see here that our relationships with each other are in Christ. We can have continual fellowship with God. That's why. Christ died. That's what God has been seeking is continual fellowship with us. And for eternity, we will have that, right? Well, we can have that now. We have eternal life now. We can have um, continual fellowship with God. So the whatever we are doing, we're our life is almost like a conversation with God, an ongoing thing. We're we're in fellowship with God. And so when we think of each other, God's already in the picture. Okay. Um, and so we're simply sharing our thoughts of thankfulness with God and thanking him because he is the source of everything that's good, the true source, every good and perfect gift. And so any good that, you know, it's easy for me to say anything good you see in me is obviously from the Lord. It's not of me. Well, it's just as true to say that for each one of you. I should be able to say without feeling like I'm stepping on toes that you know for each of you out here whatever i see and good in you that i appreciate that i'm thankful for it's from god so i we're not this isn't just some kind of theoretical thing that we're trying to dot our eyes and cross our t's correctly this is a reality that's very significant um it's it really is from god and we need to understand that and thank him appropriately for it and you know, there's there's a lot of things. I, I'm very thankful for all you folks here and uh, some things in common and some things individually, different reasons. And so when I can really remember that is really from God, I can really thank him for that. Um, and so that I think actually strengthens our relationship with each other as well as with God himself. Um, so I think from Paul's example in his thanksgiving, in the beginning of his letters, that this is what we call normative the best way i understand normative is it's what ought to be normal <laughs> so this is the this is what ought to be normal among us and so this is something to pursue consciously i think the way paul did thanking the lord for each other that's what i had for this evening.